You're listening to the Being Stellar Podcast, the podcast for modern leaders and entrepreneurs who are tired of hustle culture and ready to invite more ease and more prosperity into their lives. I'm your host, Deborah Stellingworth, master teacher and coach, and I am obsessed with helping you avoid burnout while you create a sustainable lifestyle full of possibility and profit on your terms. On the show, you'll hear inspiring stories of possibility, and you'll get empowering strategies and insights from me to support you in creating your stellar life. Welcome back to the show. Today I have with me a very special guest I'm really excited to introduce you to. She has been helping me with the process of branding and rebranding that I'm going through. And today I'm going to share with you some of her magic and also the big announcement that I am rebranding this show and the name of the show. And we'll get into why that is um, a little bit later. But for now, let me introduce to you my friend, branding expert, brand coach, Laura Beauparlant. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Deborah. I'm so excited for this conversation. Me too. Laura and I first met when we were at a W North conference last year and had a great conversation over dinner and then another one the next day on the gondola up to up at Blackcomb. And I was just really struck by how vibrant you are and, and colorful. And I think, I think, you know, you look at your, your brand and your colors and you really are, you are your brand and your brand is you. And it's just, uh, I was so inspired when I met you and I knew that I was going to work with you eventually. And I'm so glad that we're having this opportunity to work together now. Um, and also to have you here on the show. So let's get started with you just telling a little bit about who you are, what you do, what's your magic in the world and how did you end up there? Uh, it's always so it, it's such a great question, and yet sometimes so hard to answer because it's like, where do you mm -hmm. start? So in terms of what I do, somebody described me in this way, and I feel like it sums it up beautifully. She said that I see into people's souls, I pull out the best of them, and then I bring it to life in words and visuals. And I just thought, well, I could never have come up with that myself. And I absolutely love it. And that's what I do. I see people, I really understand who they are and I help them express that to the world. I do it through the lens of branding and design, um, but really it's about people fully expressing themselves and creating a business that deeply aligns with them so that they can be their brand and their brand can be them, just like you described mm -hmm. for me. I want that for everybody. I don't want branding to be effortful. I want it to be easy. I want it to be fun. I want people to play and have a business and brand that truly reflects who they are and then magnetizes the right people to them. So that's, that's what I do. That's why I do it. I absolutely love helping people create something that so deeply aligns with them and allows them to share their gift with the world. To me, I'm all about creating this ripple effect through everything that I do and, and impacting the world in so many ways. And this is why we were so much in alignment because you take this slice of what it is to be a business owner, the branding piece, the representation, and it's about helping them to fully express themselves. And I do that behind the scenes work. It's like you do the, the uh, yeah, the, 
the public facing stuff, how you're showing up, what, what people impression they're having of you. Whereas I'm doing the behind the scenes stuff is like, let's get you really, really stepping into that and becoming fully who you are. Um, cause it's one thing for someone else to see it. And as you said, people, other people see it so much easier for us, right? I mean, I do a lot of this work for other people, help them to see who they really are and who they can become. And I also needed your help to be able to really fully express what I want to express in the world, because it's harder for us to see for ourselves. Absolutely. What other people see and what other people are attracted to. And so I I just love that idea. And that's so resonant with me of expressing yourself in the world. And, and, you know, we talked about zone of genius and that's, I talk about that a lot on this show about the um, importance of living in your zone of genius, because when you're there, you're happy, you're energized, and you're making your biggest impact in the world. And clearly you're in your zone, right? And you are making such a huge impact in the world with your work at, um, your company is called Lab Creative and you're doing such amazing work there. And I'm wondering, if you could tell our listeners just the, the story about how you got there, because often people look at what others are doing and think, well, oh, that's fine for them because she's, she's all that. She's colorful and vibrant and smart and witty and funny and tells great stories. And she, it must have been really easy for her to get there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I think we always think that. We always think that, oh, that person is so much further ahead than us and I could never get there. And we all have our own journey and our own story to get us there. So I've had two really big events in my life with a lot of other events going on, but I'll start there because those were the catalysts in many ways. So when I was 18, I was in a head-on collision with a drunk driver and almost died. And I spent two years recovering from that you know, lost a year of school and surgeries and, and kind of an unknown as to how well I would recover. And so when I did fully recover from that, I was like, okay, I've survived for a reason. And I didn't want to just survive. I used the word survival for a long time. And then I realized, no, no, I don't want to just survive. I want to thrive. So I lived abroad. I traveled. I started my own business. I did all of these crazy things that I was like, I've gotten another chance to do all these things that I might not have done, or I would have lost the opportunity had I not made it. So to me, that was a huge catalyst in who I became and all of the things that I've done. And then on the 20th anniversary of that car accident, I met the man who held my hand and kept me conscious when I was trapped in my car. And that was another huge event that was almost seven years ago. And I already had a business. I'd been doing that for 12 years. I had a a custom wedding and event stationary business and I was falling out of love with it. As much as I love weddings and love the industry, um, I realized it wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. And I still remember, you know, fighting with my printer to address some envelopes for a client and realizing that exactly 20 years earlier, I'd been trapped in my car and having almost died. And I thought, this is the last invitation I'm addressing. I am meant for so much more and I need to fulfill that. So that was really when I realized I wasn't living up to my potential. I wasn't 
um, living in my zone of genius. I was in sort of this, maybe a zone of competence, you know, I was like, I was good at it, maybe even excellent at it. I was, but it wasn't where I was meant to be. And it wasn't the impact I was meant to have. And I went on a long journey of soul searching and deep inner work and discovery. And it was then that I developed brand camp. I developed, I created lab creative and I left my old business behind and I launched something new where I knew I could use my gift to help more people. And so, you know, I share those stories because I can't tell the second one without the first one, but that, that meeting and that feeling of like, Ooh, I'm not living what I'm meant here to do here in this world that was a huge catalyst. Mm-hmm. And so that was almost seven years ago. And I've, since then I've, you know, written a book and spoken internationally and done all of these amazing things, helped hundreds, but it was pretty scary to launch that very first thing. Let me tell you, I was mm-hmm. outside of my comfort zone in a huge way. Yeah. So great. And I'm so glad that you shared that story. Cause I think, and I imagine there were some of our listeners who heard the part where you know, you're in this car accident, you almost died. And what a remarkable story that I didn't know that. And I'm so, so glad you shared that today. And some people will hear that story and go, oh, yeah, well, I've never had that kind of near-death experience. So I guess I'm not going to ever do something important or great. But I think that's really what I want to highlight is what you shared about 20 years later. Like you, you did have that. But those kind of experiences, the impact can fade over time. for anybody. And so even if you haven't had that kind of experience, and I love that you shared the later experience of just fighting with your printer and realizing you're not in love with your, your business anymore. And I I used a similar uh, analogy when I was leaving teaching because I had been so in love with it. And I was now in this unhealthy relationship for me. And the same thing for having me happen for me with real estate. It was like, it was for a different reason, it was unhealthy. And, and so to, we can all recognize those moments of going, this just doesn't feel right. There's yeah. something more. I'm struggling with myself. I'm struggling with other people just to be in this space. So I think that's the thing I want to highlight. That is your spirit telling you you're not in the right place. And, and yes, it will is be scary. to listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And yeah, move to listen and do something and move and it will be uncomfortable because it's new. Yeah. But now look at you, you're really comfortable being an international speaker and an author and doing all the amazing things you do. And, um, including moving your family to Italy a month or so ago. <laughs> Tell us about that. I know it's almost two months now It was September 1st. It's, oh my gosh, you know, we were living in comfort, right? Like talk about putting yourself out of your comfort zone. So it was January of this year. My husband and I are like having coffee on one Saturday morning, sitting across from each other, our usual routine, which we love. And he forwards me an article about this, you know, about moving to Italy that he read. I was like, we should do this. And that was it. That literally that, that article, he texted it to me from like across the table we should do this. And then it was like, oh, okay. So what would that look like? And how would we do this? And, you know, we got the kids on board. We've rented our house. We got our visa. We, we 
finally found an apartment once we got here, which has been a whole thing. We've moved like three times. We just got back from 11 days in two different countries, traveling around different languages, different, but it's in some ways we're like, some days we're like, what have we done? Because it has not been easy. And yet the conversations with our kids and the experiences we're having together as a family, the fact that I'm, you know, working half as much and my business is thriving and I have an amazing team that's supporting me. I can continue that when I come home, right? I, it's shifting the habits. So we were comfortable. We had a great house, great routines, all kinds of great things, but there were some bad habits that have been developed over COVID that were like, Oh, how do you shift out of that when you're in this comfortable place? Like we have to get uncomfortable. And so we decided to just get uncomfortable. So great. And there's such so many parallels between your, what you've described as your experience and entrepreneurship, right? (laughs) Getting uncomfortable, trying new things. Like it's great. And sometimes it's really hard, right? You're learning, you know, that's what I do in my work is helping people with that language of leadership, the language of business, learning that. And you're having to learn that as an entrepreneur. But the gold nugget that was nestled right there in the middle of Laura's story that I want to pull out for our listeners is that she didn't ask, she didn't say, but, but we don't know how to move our family to Italy. She asked the question, how do we do this? And there was a tone there. And often people in entrepreneurship will say, well, but, oh, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to be an entrepreneur. I don't know how to do branding. I don't know how to make a website, whatever, right? I don't know how to make a sales call. Um, instead of saying, asking the question, how do we do this? From a place of curiosity, it's like, let's figure this out. That is the magic ingredient for successful entrepreneurs is to be in curiosity and willing to go out of your comfort zone and stay curious instead of get, instead of getting fearful. So great. We, we asked, you know, people ask us all the time, why are you doing this? And we said, why not? Yeah, right. We can. Why not? We can work mm-hmm. remotely, right? There was no barrier. You know, we were like, oh, the kids' education. We're like, well, that hasn't exactly been amazing. We can't do any worse, honestly, than, than they've yeah. experienced in the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. if that was our only barrier, it wasn't a barrier. Mm-hmm. And they've learned more uh, in the last two months and they've probably learned in the last two years. Yeah. I remember the other day uh, you said that uh, your kids have been in travel school for the past two weeks, right? How amazing is that? Um, yeah. To give them that gift of perspective. And often at this point in the interview, I ask my clients, like or my guests rather, what is your relationship with fun? And you've really been showing that. And that's one of the things that I was drawn to you is that there's this, um, this quality of playfulness in how you approach your business, how you approach interactions, how you're even approaching this, this trip, this adventure you're on with your family. There's this quality of play and curiosity. And if we could just bottle that and sell it, we have like entrepreneurs (laughs) who would just be, (laughs) let's do that. Right. Because, um, that is a magic ingredient that's so necessary for entrepreneurship. I don't always get it right. I mean, play is not my default. 
perfection is my default. And that, that freezes me up. So can you talk about that a little bit? Have you even, you know, again, we might be listening, go, oh, she's got that. She has play all figured out. And I think that there's not a woman on this planet or a business owner on this planet who doesn't struggle with perfectionism at some point or other. How do you handle oh, for that? Sure. I, I have, I have perfectionism in me in certain areas and in other areas, I'm like, that is great. That's good enough. And, and let's do it. So I think it's a balance. Um, so there's certain areas where I really do demand, I guess, perfection, but it's the nuances. It's, it, it's in subtle things that a lot of people might not even notice. Um, and I don't have it all figured out. I'm, you know, I struggle with things just as much as everybody else. You know, I was at Legoland last week with my kids and, you know, cramming myself into this tiny little, you know, thing with my kids and, and, you know, watching them play and have fun. And then we're in the section where like they're building stuff. And I was like, okay, now I'm bored because I'm just not a Lego builder. I love it. I love mm. looking at it, but I'm like, okay, can we move on now? Like, you know, cause I was like, this isn't my place, but you know, mm. so it's a balance, right? And so some, yeah. some things I'm good at, but, but fun and adventure are two of the words that are two things that are really important to me. Something that I worked on uh, late last year was what do I really want out of my life? How do I want to live each day, mm. every day? And I start every single day in my mm. journal re reflecting on what do I want out of the, I have eight words that I want from my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what am I going to focus on today? Is today about impact? Is it about adventure? Mm -hmm. Is it about creativity? And I really focus so that I'm going into each day intentionally focused on how mm -hmm. I want to show up in the world. Not every day is going to be fun. Not every day is going to be full of adventure, but some days I might have an amazing impact might have beautiful connections mm -hmm. with people. It might be filled with love, right? It could be about wealth mm -hmm. or vitality. What are the things that I want? And that's me also sharing my gift with people. If I yes. can be focused on how I want to show up, I can help others do the same. Mm. Okay. So that is so beautiful. And what I, what I really love about what you've just shared is that I had a conversation yesterday with somebody and I asked, what do you want? And she responded, I don't know. And I think that that's very, and I, I don't think, I know that's very common. And I actually have a rule that I don't allow people to use the phrase, I don't know. Because mm -hmm. when you say, I don't know, your brain shuts off because like, oh, well, we don't know. So let's not think about it. And so <laughs> I love it that you have set yourself up with, you've got eight words that, that are your answers that you can pull from on those days where your brain is just like groping for something. And you've set yourself up in, for those moments, you can just, you can pick, what do I want today? And you've got like a, a selection to choose from, as opposed to sitting there in the void going, what do I want today? And I think that's important than the work that you and I both do with our clients is giving them that language to hook their ideas onto, to hook their identity onto, um, and to anchor them in those moments when you're like, I really don't know today. Yeah. And I think I, you know, 
I really wanted to create this for myself because I felt like, I don't know if it was time was speeding up or it was slipping by. And with my life experiences, that was like, I was like, that can't happen. Like, it's really important for me to live a really intentional life that we've designed. You know, a phrase I came up with years ago is I'm designing my life. Now I'm not the only person to say that, but I'm like, how do I want to live my life? We say that every day is a good China day. Why save the good China for once a year? Mm-hmm. I want one set of dishes. I don't want to have to bring out fancy dishes that I then have to hand wash. I want to eat off of and drink out of good China every day. Mm-hmm. Because why wait for someday to pull that out? Yes. So it's that being intentional about you know, and even the way you described our interactions, that to me is so important to me. It's about relationships. It's about connecting with people on a human level. And that as technology increases, AI, all of these advancements, one thing we can't take, take away is our humanity. Mm-hmm. And so from a branding perspective, and that's what you and your humanity you. are a key element of your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about that because it's like the, the key element of your brand and your purpose, no matter what you do, whether you're a, a, a realtor, a coach, a consultant, a, um, I don't know, a photographer, you've got, you're in a ballet school, like no matter what you do, you're doing your work in the world to impact and help other people. And it is all about at the core of it, human connection. Right. Yeah. And so let's, talk a little bit more about, there's so many things I want to ask you. I got so many, like there's so many threads I could pull here. And, but I do want to get into the, the work that you, you do with your, your clients in, I'm in your brand camp. We've been doing this work about our personal identity, our brand identity. Um, and just tell us a little bit more about that and the kind of clients that you work with and what you're wanting to create for them. Yeah. So I come from a design background. So I studied graphic design a long time ago. And what I realized is that the design work will only get you so far. And so I have this written right on the back of my book. It says, think first, design later. And so even though I come from a design background, I believe that you can't design until you've done the deep work first. So many people come to me and they might have a nice looking brand, might be, you know, might have, they might have hired somebody to even do it for them. But if it's focused on the design and not on the core, on that foundation, then it's going to look and sound like everybody else. And it most likely won't align with you. It might look pretty. It might look professional, but you're like, those photos don't really reflect who I am. I didn't dress the way that I want because Mm. I felt like I should look this way. You know, I often tell the story I used to straighten my hair because I thought people would take me more seriously. Right. (laughs) But when you change those little things, I look back at photos and I didn't smile with my teeth. My hair was straight and I was very reserved, you know, like, and so now you, I look at photos and I'm like, oh, okay, that's a different person. That's the real Laura, Mm. the straight Mm. hair, not pursed lips, but like closed lips, closed body language. That was me hiding because I thought Mm -hmm. that's how I needed to show up. 
so when you really show up as yourself, then you can create, we can create a visual brand for you that aligns with that and has longevity. So when I created Brand Camp, which you're in right now, that's about the foundation, the essence of you, the heart and soul, what makes you different, so that we can create a visual brand that aligns with you and positions you differently. And our clients look different, sound different, and have a brand that is doesn't just meet them where they are, but it takes them where they want to go. I don't want to create a brand that fits you perfectly right now because that would be doing a disservice to you. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed is when I implemented Brand Camp, our design work got better. And none of mm. our clients have rebranded in six and a half years. They've updated, maybe they've tweaked some things, they've added a program, a podcast, a book. We've you know revamped a few things, a new photo shoot. But nobody has needed to do a major overhaul because we mm-hmm. got it right and we built something with longevity. So maybe there's more of an upfront investment, but you don't have to reinvent the wheel every couple of years mm-hmm. or be embarrassed by your website or your brand or not post on social because you don't know what to say and you look like everybody else. So that's why yeah. I created this because I could see that brand camp was sort of the gateway that allowed entrepreneurs to be like, oh yeah, this is, mm-hmm. this is me. Uh, this is who I'm going to be in this business. And it's just going to attract the right people. Mm-hmm. And it does. So good. And you know what you said, and when you started just now, you said, think first brand le- later or think first design, design later, design later. Yeah. Okay. Think first design later. And when I first got into business, I was, my first business was as real estate. Actually, that wasn't my first business. Because my first business, I was a makeup artist, and that was long before I was a teacher. And I didn't realize I was an entrepreneur. I just thought I was lazy and I didn't want to have a job. Um, <laughs> and so I was a freelance makeup artist, and and uh, so I traveled and lived in Italy. So I, I, I'm so jealous of where you're at right now. But you said, back to the point, you said, think first, design later. And I know when I got into real estate, I wanted to design my brand. I wanted to like, you know, be all creative and, and let that creative expression. And I had really great advice from the managing broker, or I think it was somebody at the, the broker said, don't spend time on your brand right now. Just get out there and start working, do the job. And it's great advice. Cause I see that with when I have newer entrepreneurs come to me, they're all fussing about the brand. It's like, in some cases, if you're a service-based professional, just get a basic website, get, and keep it simple, get out there and start doing your job, figure out who you want to be. And because for me, it's been a while, like it took me some time to get to a place where I was ready to work with you. Now, some people are ready right when they right out of the gate. We have some people who are new to business who are working with you in brand camp. Yeah. And some of us are just like taking some time to figure out who we are. And I'm really glad for me that I took the time because who I am as a coach has changed over time. I've gotten clearer and clearer about who I want to work with, where I want to focus. Now, I probably could have gotten clearer on it if I worked with you sooner, but I never take the easy route. Um, And so uh, I think that's just an important message. Think first. And that might mean just doing your work first. Do the work. And then do the investment in brand camp because, or something like that, because you may need to spend some time figuring out who you are, 
But the key message there is in that time, be asking yourself, who do you want to be? Not who do you think other people want you to be? Straight haired yeah. and no, no yeah. smile, right? So... And I think for me, the, the think first is brand camp. Like that's the deep work, right? So the design is, I would, I would rather people invest in getting some clarity around how they want to position themselves differently because to go out and try to get clients and get business, so many people don't even know how to talk about what they do. And so they're missing opportunities. And yes, that brand will evolve. I'd rather you invest in that deep work and put up a very simple website, get some great photos, and get that language in there and invest in design later. Because to me, if you don't know how to articulate what you do, or you say, you know, you're confusing people, or you, you know, you've lost the they've lost the plot and they're kind of their eyes are glazing over as you're describing it then you're going to miss those opportunities. But if you have a really succinct, exciting way to talk about what you do, and like you said, it may evolve and it will. Everybody's brand evolves. I say it's a living, breathing thing. It's not a static thing. If you think mm-hmm. it is, then you know you won't grow and it will always evolve. And sometimes you know we call it evolution and sometimes it's revolution. Sometimes people mm-hmm. come and they're like, we need to throw it all out and start new. And sometimes they've got some good pieces mm-hmm. and maybe they've even got a decent visual design. And we're like, okay, we need the messaging cleared up. And then we need to figure out how do we merge these two things? And, and so it's not always a clear direction. And sometimes people are like, do I need a new logo? I'm like, I don't know yet because I don't know you and what you, who you are and what makes you different yet. And sometimes we go through brand camp and we're like, you know what? This fits with the language. This fits with the direction. And sometimes they can already see there's a misalignment and we Mm -hmm. need to now redesign the brand. So when I say think first, that's that deep inner work that is the, the foundation and then the design is like, what does this brand look like? Mm-hmm. You know, and and I've shared with you that my first draft of anything has too many words. And so that's one of been <laughs> one of the biggest benefits of me working with you is to reduce the number of words that I use to explain what I do. I'm a teacher. So when I say what I do, I want to give everybody everything and explain the the whole process. Yeah. The dissertation and, and what they really need is just the soundbite, just the, here's the tagline is what we do, right? I help people to opt out of hustle culture and opt into possibility and profit. Yeah. Easy. Right. And then, and so you say something like that and people are like, Oh, Oh, please tell me more. Mm -hmm. And then they lean in, right? If you give them the dissertation and give them all, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. But you say something like that, 10 words or less, they're going to be like, oh, opt out of hustle culture. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. How do I do that? I want to opt in, want to opt out and I want to opt into this. So that is when you'll catch people, the right Mm -hmm. people. Some people might be like, no, I'm good. That's not interesting to me. And they're not your clients anyway. So exactly. that's, this, this work is just as much about repelling the wrong people as mm-hmm. it is attracting the right people. Absolutely. And 
part of this process for me has, has really brought uh, clarity to who I want to work with. And I'm already working with amazing clients. And again, it was like, well, they have this characteristic and this characteristic, they have all these things. And Laura has really helped me to say, well, these are this these are the characteristics, right, that we're looking for in clients that work with me who are open-minded, growth-oriented. They've done some personal growth already because I'm not interested in personal growth light. And I'm not, I'm as interested in who you become on the way to your success, on the way to your profit, as that you get those results. Because the, I, we can get you the results, but if we just get just focus on the results, you're not going to be fulfilled at the end of it. And I think that's so parallel to what you do, right? We can focus on the results. We can get the brand. We can get the logo and all of those things. But it's not going to do the job because it hasn't taken into consideration the process of getting there. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so it's not a full expression of you. And you and I are both about the full expression of the person. And this is why we're so aligned. And, and I've been so blessed to have our lives intersect oh, and, and to work with you. It's been, it's just so, so magical. And I just want to drop a hint. I'm going to get on to get into this in another, in another uh, episode that's coming out that we are rebranding the Stellar Life Project. And that was an idea I had already before I started working with Laura, but I didn't want to do it until we'd actually done the work together um, to make sure that it wasn't me just like, you know, shiny objecting, um, you know, and, but what I realized in our work together that, yes, this is more important to me is like who you become on the process. My upcoming book is titled From Possibility to Profit. It's not just yeah. about getting profit. It's about who you become and what's possible for you on the way. And so I'm rebranding the podcast from the stellar life project to the being stellar podcast because mm. the stellar life project is about doing being stellar is about who you're becoming yeah and i'm it. interviewing amazing guests like laura who are being stellar in the world who are expanding and stepping out of their comfort zone who are doing magic for other people with their gifts and and we'll continue to do the kind of same kind of teaching i've done but we've just put a new i think clearer title on it that is really exciting for me and so i'm really glad that you are a part of that and that i wanted you to be a part of me announcing that that this is what uh, where we're going. This is the direction we're heading with the podcast. I love it, and congratulations mm -hmm. on thank you the shift and the growth and you know exciting exciting things in the you know that you're creating that you're being yeah. in your life mm -hmm. in your business. Yeah, and it's been really really amazing to to do brand camp. And if you're an entrepreneur who is struggling with your brand identity and you're not really sure who you want to be in the world, we can both help you in different ways. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but reach out to a specifically for branding. Definitely, I would say get in touch with Laura. Uh, check out her book. It's called. I'm sorry, I've completely blanked. What is your book brand called? Brand chemistry. Brand chemistry. That's right. Brand chemistry, which I totally love. 
Um, and if you look at all of her branding imagery, this like the chemistry of color, it's color chemistry and, and color um, all comes together for her. It's just so, so exciting. And so uh, keep an eye on what's happening with my branding over the next little bit, because we're going to, we're in an evolution. Um, the change of the name of the podcast is just the first step in that evolution of that rebrand. And I'm sharing with everybody that I'm doing it because I want you to see the process and be aware that this is happening and I'm going through this. I'm kind of pulling back the curtain that I'm doing this and, and why I'm doing it. It's part of putting myself in position for scaling and making uh, bigger, broader offerings to the world of what I do. So yeah, so watch out for that and uh, definitely check into Laura. So Laura, it's been amazing talking to you. We could go on and on, and I think we may have to do another episode when we talk about, because I want to actually talk to you about your team and how you set that up, because we were in a mastermind group together and at the time when you were planning for this trip and you were setting up for um, getting a team in place. But could you just give us like a short answer of what's the most important thing you discovered about putting a team in place to support you to do a big adventure like this, or even just to run your business, never mind if there's a big adventure, just to give yourself some more space. Yeah. And I've definitely made some missteps along the way. Although my first hire is still with me. So Maria is the graphic designer who's amazingly talented. She's been working with me since I created Lab Creative six and a half years ago. And now we're both working in different countries and she is amazing at what she does. We work together beautifully. She just gets the vision for the business and is like, I have some ideas for like reels we can create. In fact, today she was going off and like recording some content for our social channel. So having people that believe in your vision and what you're creating and your brand can help with that. So it can attract the right team members just as much as it can attract the right clients. I've seen that happen over and over again. So she's an integral part of my team and has been for six and a half years. I've had different people in different roles over the years, but right now I have Maria and I have my new assistant, Brianna. And what I've learned about assistants is that I've often hired people that I just, I liked them, but they were too similar to me. And I needed somebody who had the right energy and could bring the right, um, who would fit with the, that ecosystem that I was creating but that was like super detail oriented that could just do all the things that I really was not good at. And, mm -hmm. um, she's freed up my, my time to be able to be on this adventure, to be able to work less and know that things are happening as they need to be happening because she's taking care of it. So we're a small and but mighty team of three and, it's amazing. You don't need to have a big mm -hmm. team. I always thought, oh, you know, the bigger your team, the more fancy, the more, um, that to me was a, a, a story I told myself. I want a big team because you're like, oh, you've made it. You must be super successful because you have all these people mm -hmm. you have to pay. But that's not always <laughs> the way. Like, but really that's, so to me, if I can have two amazing people who allow me to do my best work in my zone of genius, which is mm. brand camp, which is speaking, which is connecting with people, which is going to events like where I met you, that's where I need to spend my time. And yeah. that's what I love. And so if I have other people doing those other things that supports me to do those things, 
I don't need a team of 10 people. Mm -hmm. I want the small but mighty team where, you know, in our Slack chat, we're like, you know, who's listened to the latest Taylor Swift album and here's, check out this, you know, what's going on in, you know, and we're like share personal things. Uh, We share wins. We share, uh, we have a thing every Monday morning meeting. It's uh, caught being awesome. Who did Mm. you catch being awesome last week on the team? Mm. And it could be yourself, but like, yeah. You know, and even now my kids are like, have adopted that phrase. So now even as a family, we're like, you caught being awesome mom or so, you know, it's, it's uh-huh. so nice. amazing because it shows just that you care about each other as people. And it comes mm. just back to that humanity. I want to work with people, clients and team members who we're just aligned. We feel connected. Yeah. We care about each other on a personal level deeply. And mm-hmm. that's really important to me. Awesome. And there's two takeaways there. One is that your brand will help you to attract the right clients and the right team members. And the other is if your team members love Taylor Swift and you do too, hire them. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I've just hired a new VA and we were both like, I, I, we, we did our personal check-in at our meeting and personal check-in was like, uh, she shared she and her friend got together and listened to the new Taylor Swift album. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was away with my husband on the weekend. So I didn't get to listen to it till I got home because he doesn't like Taylor Swift. He's tried. Uh, I'll forgive him. He's got a lot of other good qualities, but, <laughs> but yeah, so like, there's great criteria. If they love Taylor Swift, they're going to be great team members for me. Look at so, that. Hashtag Taylor yeah. Swift. We need her to listen to this episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, just love her. All right. Wonderful. So that brings us to the end of our time together because I, I know you've got to go off and have your uh, dinner. It's morning here for me, but you're at, you're in dinner time there. Um, so, so wonderful having you on the show. We're going to end with some rapid fire questions, and then I'm going to ask you to tell people where they can get in touch with you, how they can follow you, and how they can work with you. So let's do the rapid fire questions. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Hmm. Favorite place to visit? Copenhagen. Hmm. If you were a color, what color would you be? Magenta. Hmm. Magenta. Like your top. Hmm. <laughs> nice. I thought you were going to say yellow. So magenta. What a great word. Uh, zodiac sign. Uh, Capricorn. Mm. Scariest thing you ever did. Oh God. I feel like I've done so many. That's a tough one. <laughs> I think, I think moving abroad the first time. Mm. Non-negotiable self-care ritual. Journaling. Mm. Book you were most influenced by. The big leap. Mm. Me too. Another point <laughs> of connection. So, uh, if you were a city, who would you be? Oh, that's, I would, I would probably say Copenhagen again. It's not funny. Ah, nice. Why? Tell us why. Cause some cities were like obvious, like I want to be Paris because it's fashion and style. And so, I mean, I lived in Copenhagen for two years and I just mm. got back from Copenhagen. It's, it's beautiful. It's well designed. It feels like home. Mm. 
Yeah. That makes total sense because you're beautiful and design is important to you. And there's something that, that feels so friendly and welcoming like home with yeah. you. So yeah. I get it. Oh, thanks. Um, something you haven't done yet that's on your dream list. You're actually kind of doing it right now, but what's one other thing? Uh, I want to go to Australia. I don't feel cool. like that's maybe I, yeah, I have a connection to Australia. And so I just have never been. Nice. Now, as you know, we've rebranded. We're about to, we're in the rebrand process of the Stellar Life Project podcast to calling it being Stellar Podcast. But the Stellar Life Project is still my signature program. And it's a part of, of the work that I do. And it started off as a very personal journey. It was about me. Like, I have to transform my life. Let's call it the Stellar Life Project and write a blog, blog about it which has become now a business and a podcast and all those other things. But if you were to call your life or business a project, what would that title be? What are you dying for? Hmm. Wow. Get chills. That's what I write every morning in my journal. Yeah. And those eight words are the answer. Yeah. What am I dying for today? Because that there's a double kind of meaning, right? What are you dying for? Like that, that just like, yeah, what's your yearning, right? And then literally every day mm -hmm. you're, you're closer to the end. I know that sounds morbid. Yeah. You well, know? I, but one of the, yeah, one of the friends in my mastermind group, he asked the question, what do you need to do today to die complete? So it's a similar, similar concept, right? Like I'm longing for it. You're dying for it. But also what do you need to do today to die complete? So yeah. I, I love that phrasing. What are you dying for? Hmm. Yeah. And finally, you've heard the phrase success leaves clues. If you were going to leave a clue for somebody who's coming behind you, who wants to create a stellar life, what's the one clue that you want to leave today? Don't wait for life to happen to you. Make it happen for yourself. Amazing. Oh, on that note, such an important thing to say. Don't wait for life to happen. Make it happen for you. You get to design it, create it, choose it every single day. Choose what you're living for. Choose what you're dying for. Laura, thank you so much for sharing your time and energy with me and my listeners, how can people connect with you? How can they work with you? So you can visit our website, which is labcreative.ca. You can find us on all of the social channels. Lab Creative Inc. is our handle. If you want to talk about working together, I have a group brand camp that will be happening in January. You can get on the wait list on our website. I also do that work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, so check it out on the website and just reach out and, uh, you know, laura at labcreative.ca is my email. Happy to mm -hmm. answer any questions people have. Yes. And yeah. Laura has a show called Live with Laura that is a YouTube show that she does. You do that pretty regularly, right? So yeah, pretty follow. much every week. Yeah. Yeah. So people can find you on Live with Laura at, on YouTube and, and learn the things about branding and messaging and, you know, get a sense of who she is. Um, but the best way to do that is just to have a chat with her. All right. So again, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.